0: Have you heard that bang in the garage in the middle of the night? Could it have been a spring or a garage door has broken? Call the experts at Precision Door Service. Two numbers to contact them. Area code 708-474-6657 or 219-306-8155. They can always be reached online at precisiongarage-door.com. Those numbers, again, in case of emergency with your garage door, Precision Door Service at 708-474-6657 or 219-306-8155. You can always get them online at precisiongarage-door.com. Thanks for checking out another 316 podcast. I am Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Uh, today is episode two of Talking with Bob. Uh, before <laughs> before we get into that, thanks again to our favorite people in the whole entire world. Thanks to Larry and Sandy. Thank you, Justin, for everything that you do. Thank you, Danielle. Uh, thank you, Esther. Also, thanks to Delo Studio Designs and Payrock. Hey, um... We left Bob uh, a, as a freshman in college. We dropped him off in college. His mom and dad went away. And we're just getting into the, to the, the nitty-gritty of Bob's college boy days. So you were sad. It was all you knew. Mm-hmm. But you're pretty you've – got, you've got this characteristic about you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're an attractive person. I'm not necessarily talking about your stunningly handsome, good looks. I'm talking about the quality of people that – the quality that you have that draws people to you. I can't imagine freshman year being a difficult year for you.
1: No. Actually, I'm a high people person. Yeah. So that was natural. So
0: did it just take you maybe a couple of hours before you met another dude and said, hey, let's go have lunch together or – whatever. Yeah. I mean, it was,
1: uh, initiation, freshman orientation. I should say orientation them at, you know, guys like Charlie, Jason, Tom, John, these guys all, and we just clicked and there were girls that were, we were clicking to. Uh, yeah. I remember waiting in line for the uh, orientation and meeting some friends and became lifelong friends.
0: And the lifelong friend, and, and so you spent your four years of college with this group of people. Yep. Uh, it was a great four years. Unbelievable. So is it fair to say, because I, I went to college myself, is it fair to say that that this season of your life was one of your favorites?
1: Yes. I mean, I'm hesitant to say that because I loved uh, every season. Every right. season. No, I, I, I think I'm but exactly I, but, with you. But there was a heightened joy of
0: college, yeah. The, these were good days. They were. You you met new people that went on to be your best friends yep, to this day. Forever. Were were you a party kid in college?
1: Unfortunately, or fortunately, I was not. <laughs> you weren't. I was not at all. Um, although I, I was so fun. I mean, God, uh, my personality that people thought I was a partier mm-hmm. – because I was fun. I mean, God, there. I just loved people, and we had a good time. I would go to parties once in a while, but I wasn't a drinker. Sure. You know, I was, plus I was playing sports, so I
0: couldn't. You were not a crackhead. I was not a crackhead. So there's two, there's two pastors at Faith Church that we know definitively were not crackhead. Yes, pastors. that's exactly right. Uh, you didn't really, you didn't smoke. No, you didn't drink, I didn't. You were a, I you had were a Stogie, kid. a couple Stogies for pranks. Yeah, for, for pranks. Yep. Uh, you you prank people, so you, you
1: had to stop. While Phil was really anally clean, and he was anti-everything, and he went on a date, so we decided to go in his, uh, into his room. We broke oh, in his room, and, smoked, and we smoked, smoked stogies, cigarette. and oh, then and we was terrible his girlfriend back. He was so ticked. He didn't oh, know we did yeah. it at first. And,
0: but, and so he was one of your not lifelong friends.
1: yeah so. <laughs> 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 we, we, we he not know us. what happened to Phil. It would uh, tell me about Lori. Yeah. So uh, junior year. Uh, we both became RAs.
0: Did you know her before?
1: Knew of her. College in Northwestern was uh, about 11, 1,200 people total. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew of Lori. She was in my class, mm-hmm. and uh, didn't really have my eye on her or he, she on me mm-hmm. until we were both training in the summer for the RA position. Mm-hmm. So you're a uh,
0: dorm dad. is what that is. Right? I mean, you're
1: yeah, hall dad.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, you want uh, you want a fun story?
0: <laughs> this is what I'm digging okay. for. Yeah. Right. fun story. So it's homecoming
1: junior year. We're, imagine this table, super long. There's, I think, probably 11 guys with an RD, and he's giving us our instructions on like Thursday night. And he goes, Hey, who's taking who to homecoming? And the first guy says, Oh, I'm thinking about Laurie DeYoung. A couple of go, Oh, that's interesting. I'm thinking about Laurie DeYoung. To go, That's interesting. I was thinking of Lori DeYoung. And then they came to me, and I go, I'm not sure. A couple of minutes later, go, Hey, I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Ran to the hall phone. Hello, Laurie young This is Bob Bauer. Would you like to go to homecoming with such me? She, a goes, Mac daddy. she
0: goes, oh, I'd love to. Justin, did you hear that? Pretty oh, Mac dad, Daddy a little, got in there. A little clever, clever, uh,
1: smooth operator.
0: Uh, so you you tricked her into. Uh, I just beat dating. the other
1: men and I outfoxed them.
0: <laughs> so so you are tragically competitive at everything that you do.
1: My wife would agree with you, Clayton. I don't always see myself that way, but everything, everything in my you, life is you competition. Have to win it. There is a side of me that that yeah, is true.
0: That's sick.
1: It is. Pray so you so
0: you took Lori to uh, homecoming. Yep. Um, because in college you had dances at homecoming. Yes. Oh yeah. And, and so, yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, is this your first girlfriend? Cause you said in high school you were kind of no, uh, fearful by, my,
1: by my senior year of high school, I did start dating girls. Couple and, girlfriends yeah. Like I had one girlfriend that was a pretty, you know, typical high school, pretty yeah. serious. Then we broke couple up months. going to college and then I dated a girl my freshman year a little bit and then not much my sophomore year and then met Lori my junior year. Uh, and then that was it. Well, I knew this is interesting. Uh, another fun little story. My sister became a freshman when I was a junior at the RA, yep. and my sister was in Laurie's wing. Uh-huh. And I said to my mom and dad, when they brought my sister, I said, hey, mom and dad, see that girl at the end of the hall? And mom goes, yeah. I go, I'm going to marry her someday. Shut up. I was serious as a heart attack. My mom goes, ah, yeah, right. I go, no, she's the one I want to marry. And then the rest is history. True story. Before the face of God. Where's the Bible? <laughs>
0: and, that's, and, that's, uh, and that's before you went on homecoming. Yes, before I went to homecoming, you just saw that her, was in August, and, and
1: homecoming was what October.
0: Yeah, and but but you you had known of her.
1: Yeah, I loved the qualities. I got to know her because she was an RA, you know, training, and I she just had all the pieces. She was beautiful. She was sweet. She was giving. She was fun, and I yeah, I was I was dead serious when I said to my mom, "I'm going to marry her someday." Now, did, she didn't know that, and I had some competition,
0: but well, we clearly you yeah. you asked her to homecoming before yeah. anybody else. Yes. Uh, Northwestern is where you met Steve Pedersen. Yes, um, Steve was kind of a big deal in our life. Yes, right because he's a is a pretty well known and renowned uh, theatrical director. Yes, I mean he he has written, he has directed. Um, being an actor, certainly have looked up to him for for a number of years. Uh, he was your um, theater teacher. Yeah. And you you had you had to take a few theater classes. Well, you know me well. Yeah, right? And so this this is the secrets that only Clayton knows. Yeah. Uh you had to take a couple of theater classes and yeah. that's how you met Steve. But that's also really how you got to spend so much time with Lori because she actually was in theater.
1: A little bit. Yeah. yeah.
0: You are you, good. Uh, and and th- and so Steve kind of became a friend to you guys.
1: Yeah, not probably not
0: as much as like the
1: chaplain, Jerry Sitzer, um, and a couple other the professors maybe. But I can, I got to know him well because I went to his class and he kind of figured that I was taking the class to get around the sciences. and <laughs> Which he, was accurate. Which is accurate. Yeah. But yeah, he was a great teacher. I mean he's
0: brilliant. Um, years later, he agreed to retire from professoring, yep. teaching yep. Uh, theater. And he went to start a kind of a contemporary move in a young startup church in the Chicagoland area. Uh, This church, this young church, felt that um, theaters or dramas was a way to connect to a world audience uh, and and also tell stories of God, either in sacred stories or in secular stories, a way to connect a church world audience to the Bible. Uh, the guy that he quit for was Bill Hybels, yeah, and that church became
1: one of the biggest, if not Willow the biggest,
0: yeah, the biggest churches in the United States. And it was, certainly is Bill Hybels' leadership skill, yeah, uh, his ability to to preach, but a lot of that also was your teacher's ability to combine faith, yep. with dramatic word, spoken word uh, presentation. And Willow Creek exploded. Yeah. Did, were you able to stay connected with Steve through those years, or did you reconnect with him? Yeah, reconnected. There?
1: When I got up there, go to conferences, that kind of stuff. Saw him, pull him aside, and he remembers. You know, again, he yeah. he's a big deal. He, he and was I, a big deal. And I I was just Bob, you know. Um, and I'm, I, he was influential on me because I did like the arts, and I love the fact that the arts were being brought into the church. Yeah, certainly music arts have always been the church, but yeah. not theater arts. Right. And I loved his use of humor and the seriousness in some of his little uh, skits. Yeah. And we actually, Clayton, you know, I approached you and we for a season that was part of our routine. I missed that routine. We
0: did a lot of we did a lot of Willow dramas. Yes, we early did. on in the late '90s and early 2000s. And
1: they were profoundly well done. Profoundly too. well done.
0: And that was until I, honestly, until I had enough confidence to write write my own material. Correct. Right? I had done enough church drama, theater, yeah. to say, I, I think I could just do this. Yeah. Um, what was junior year like with Lori, living there, dating her, a girl that you thought in the back of your mind, you're going to marry this one? Mm-hmm. This is the one.
1: Yeah, it was um, It was pretty ordinary, I think. Um, I was uh, very, very much in love with the Lord and he had really ignited my faith in college and i was um with my college roommate mark and god used us in profound ways evangelistically our junior year we we saw we had one night where hundreds of people young adults in college came to christ and we were like center stage of that
0: so not a real common college story <laughs> no
1: especially like a christian college you know i mean they can sometimes be like party stories. And yeah, when
0: you, you weren't doing keg stands, and
1: there was a great, a, a great awakening that professors and chaplains and all it would
0: say, yes, yeah, something happened. And, and 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 is this why your chaplain was this Jerry? Yep. Is this why he kind of handpicked you or tapped you on the shoulder and said, "What?" Did, and what did he say to you?
1: Yeah. So well, that was actually towards the end of my freshman year. He came to me and said, "Bob, I want to pour into you and a couple guys next year because I want to see this campus flip its head." spiritually. He goes,
0: so he felt something coming and yeah. he felt led to talk to a couple guys specifically. So he
1: discipled us our entire sophomore year and we'd go there on Wednesday night from, I mean, I think it was maybe nine to 11 on Wednesday Wednesday night. He'd pour into us and he'd say, now go back in the dorm. You teach what I just taught you to these guys. And he goes, I want to see a revival. And I'm going really fast now, but there, there was a revival. I mean, we, we literally had an awakening.
0: And is that a common d- d- discipleship model no i mean he was revolutionary at the time he he used
1: jesus model where jesus selected you know the 12 and he said i'm gonna select 10 and he took business got majors a pastor a theological majors like myself a doctor a business a lawyer guy wants to be a lawyer a farmer he just saw in this group of 10 influence
0: And he he said, I have a bare vision. So you're 19, 20 years old, freshman in college. This chaplain touches you on the shoulder and says, hey, Bob, have you ever thought? And you said, actually, I do feel the call to be a pastor.
1: Yeah, and he actually confronted me a little bit on campus my freshman year where he said, why are you running from the calling that God gave you? And I said, what do you mean? He goes, you know. And I kind of went, oh, yeah. Were you spooked out by that? Well, I, it goes back to my learning disability fears. Right. I was triggered. Like I never declared. And so then I remember going back to the dorm, getting on my knees, saying, okay, Lord, I surrender. Um, I'm scared out of my mind. Um, but I, I, will, I will honor the calling I've had since a little kid and declare
0: it. So you actually felt as a child that you – that God was calling you into pastoral ministries. What that look
1: like? I honestly did. I could not envision myself doing anything other than being a missionary overseas or a pastor or an evangelist. And I that but I didn't tell people that because I had this hidden fear, fear. of okay. of being caught in yeah. being a bad reader.
0: Um, and so Jerry uh, poured into you, yep, a couple of those guys. Yep. And God continued to affirm. The calling.
1: I was the IRA in the ghetto, which uh-huh. you can imagine was the hardest part of the, well, the big party dorm.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, when did you actually make the commitment to pursue education beyond college to become a pastor?
1: Yeah, I declared that my sophomore year, and then I called my dad and mom and said, they, My dad never once in my entire existence said, I, I think you should be a pastor. Never said you should be a pastor. No, nope, my mom either. So, I called him one day. Back then, there was a it was a rotary right, phone. It's a half-hour dial, yeah. yeah. One in the hall, I oh. called said, Hey, Mom and Dad, just letting you know, I, I, I sense that God wants to be a pastor, and I am feeling that calling. And my mom and dad both simultaneously said, We knew it all along. Of course. That was kind of
0: cool. Um, And so when you met Lori... You were a pastor in training or trying to be – or you had yep. said, I'm going to be yep. a pastor.
1: So I think that scared her a little. This, but yeah. was,
0: this was no surprise. But she, she had the opportunity to get out if she yep. wanted to. Yep. I mean you weren't married. Yep. You weren't even dating.
1: Yep. Well, yeah. Well, we were starting to date. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, in the sophomore year. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But by the time junior year, I had declared I was a theolo- theological – I mean a religion theology major. Yeah.
0: And that didn't scare away? Nope. Um She's from New Jersey. Yes, she is. And so you 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 graduate th- through Northwestern. Yep. And you and you and Lori are now dating pretty regularly. It's exclusively. Oh yeah, Ju-
1: all junior, all senior, and we got engaged my senior year. Uh, when did you actually get married? August
0: 10, ten eighty four. Uh, so you you had just graduated, uh, yep. two months before that. Yep. So. You both graduated in 84? Yep. And uh, two months after you both graduated, you got married? Yep. And where did you go to seminary?
1: Western Theological Seminary in Holland, Michigan. And she obviously moved with you? Yep. Right? We got I mean, married less than a week before seminary started.
0: Uh, you lived in an apartment in Holland, Michigan? Is that did. kind of something like that? A creepy old one, yep. Yeah, because there's nothing but creepy old yeah. apartments at, in yeah, Holland, years, Michigan. At that time. Now there's yeah. some beautiful campus yeah. housing. Um, four years?
1: Well, yes. It's three years academics, and they
0: always want you to do an internship. Uh-huh. And is it three years of full-time education? It was. How much did seminary suck? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I would say about 50%, 50% of it. 50% of it sucked. Yeah, there'd be a lot of times where I'm like, because I was a minister's kid, I had a huge advantage, Clayton. I have to tell you that.
0: Because you just knew, tact.
1: If functionally, intellectually, you knew... Bible. I the, Some of my classmates are going like ballistic over like Hebrew and Greek and parsing. And, and in my mind, I'm going like, they have no idea that ministry has very little Nothing. do with parsing Greek right. and Hebrew. Right. It has to do with loving people and loving God and right. walking broken people. I had a huge advantage being a minister's kid mm-hmm. in seminary, um, to be frank. I, I mean, I could see their eyes were glossy. They were idealistic. I was more yep. realistic.
0: Yeah, because you had seen it. Yeah. It was mild for you. Yep. Uh, Lori worked, I'm assuming. Yep. She, would, yep. she did a thing. Yep. She worked at Billmar Foods. Uh, she, she graduated from college with a degree?
1: In education. huh
0: And did she ever teach? Well,
1: interesting because Hope College is on the campus of Western Seminary and guess what? They crank out a lot of teachers and mm. their jobs are already taken.
0: So it started in Holland, working its way out that You could not get a teaching job. Right.
1: Because the college was there and yep. they were snagging up all the, the, Recent graduates already applied and got their right. jobs. So Lori went to work through my dad's connection with Billmar Foods and a friend of his that he knew. And mm-hmm. she worked in human resources and flourished there and loved
0: it. Yeah. So I'm assuming then you graduated in 1988. Yep. With you a are right. seminary degree yep. in MDiv. And yep. Master Divinity. Yep. You were ordained uh, Western Theological Seminary, yep. uh, RCA. Yep. Married, no kids yet?
1: Married. We did have a kid. Um, our second year of seminary Courtney was born
0: wow so you had two years
1: yeah that was fun
0: you were young and in love and little baby poor
1: as a church mouse yes
0: yes yes I mean the things that make young marriage young marriage Yeah. are you scared
1: I'm still because remember I told you that my first year of seminary is when they discovered this Uh learning disability I had a professor walk up to me in the hall can you understand the Hebrew professor right Bob can't talk to you alone yeah pulls me in his office Dr. Kolkenauer and he goes Bob, I'm convinced there's a lot more in that head that's coming than than what's coming out on paper. My daughter's a PhD and educational psychologist. Would you mind me contacting her and you meet with her and do some testing? I thought at that moment, I've been caught. I literally remember going, okay, I'm caught, I'm done. I have to find another career. Right. Little did I know that that was God's way of bringing me a spiritual confidence that I'd never had before in my life. Right. And they discovered this disability and the the actual mind I was told factually, you know, your brain is brilliant, mm-hmm. but you have this disability in reading caused by your eyesight and your two hemispheres of your brain. And is there ways to correct it or one, one, is it one of those things where once, once you're able to articulate it, you can live with it? Let me give you an example. Yeah. So afterwards, this exam, then the professor came back and said to me, uh, th- the, her, his daughter, the PhD and education psychologist said, Bob needs to take two exams every time. Takes the class on church history, fills out the exam, gets graded. But we want the professor to also, if they're willing, to meet in a room with him and ask him verbally the same questions. And here's what happened. Took the test, got about C plus, went in a room. He gave me an A plus Give you an a. because I learned it in a picture of a tree. Uh-huh. This was happened in 1624. Now, I learned the whole tree and because that's how I had to learn how to relearn. Nice. And that's actually helped me with preaching.
0: Everything. Right. Yep. Right. Um, you graduate. Are you nervous about being a husband, a dad, a provider? Or you just trusted God your entire life?
1: Um, I, w- I mean, obviously, when you're a father for the first time, you look at that baby and you go like, "Wow, I'm responsible for this child." but I didn't have great fears. I trusted God. I loved being a husband. I loved being a dad. Um, I wanted seven kids, and Lori wanted three, so we had four. Good compromise, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, you graduate, and do, wh- how, how do you get jobs at church? Do you just start applying? Uh-huh. Do you monster.com oh, cool this thing? This is a cool story. Yeah.
1: So I'm at, uh, the church I'm working at part-time, youth ministry at Fourth Reform Church, Andy Nearpass, who now is on staff uh-huh. at Faith, who's yeah. a care pastor, was a senior pastor, and he hired me as a youth pastor. In and, Holland. Yep, yep, in Holland, Michigan. We went to Grand Rapids for a conference And Tony Campolo was speaking. And at the end of a break, towards the end of a break, he goes, hey, I don't usually do this, but I think the Holy Spirit's giving me a prompting. There's some couple hits here that needs to leave their current position and go to the nearest city and serve the Lord. Lori and I looked at each other and we went, oh, my goodness, that's us. So we thought, well, we won't tell anybody. We had break. The whole church group that I was with got out in the hallway and go, Bob, that was you and Lori, wasn't it? Like, oh, crap. So I literally went, oh, my goodness, So we went – Monday, I went back to seminary and they have a job opportunity and interns and I looked for the biggest city I could find and I found New York City, outside New York City. And I called the pastor and said, this is Bob Bauer. I'd like to do an internship there. And he goes, you're on. So I did an internship there. Then I graduated. I took grad school out there, some classes at New Brunswick to finish up my degree and then I became the
0: associate pastor there. Um, So you – you graduate. You 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 feel the Lord telling you to leave, and actually, a man told you to leave, and and you decide to finish school uh, with your wife and your newborn daughter. Yep, uh, out in New Jersey. Yep, Fort Lee, New Jersey, which Fort is Lee.
1: which is at the base of the George Washington Bridge into the Bronx. Uh-huh. So, I in my study, I could see out the window. I could see the Bronx. So, kind of a, a kind of a rough neighborhood. Uh, y- Fort Lee was. Very cosmopolitan, but uh-huh. Bronx was rough. I would go there to bring to rescue drug addicts from uh-huh. from drugs there.
0: Really? Yeah. So maybe you were a crackhead pastor. No, I wasn't. I was crackhead pastor who rescued <laughs> crackheads. We're, we're gonna get all all into that. Yeah, guys. When we come back, we're gonna talk about what life is like full time ministry: the good, the bad, the ugly, the blood, the sweat, the tears. Brace yourself. We're gonna talk about all that and more. And we come back talking with. Pastor Bob. Hey, everyone. Thanks for checking out 316 Podcasts. I'm Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Hey, just a reminder where you can catch us. You can always catch us on Facebook. That's 316 Podcasts. Uh, And if you just want to stream and listen, we're on uh, Spotify, Google, iTunes, Apple. What else is out there? Wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, That's 316. 16 podcasts. So that's the number three, the word 16 podcasts with an S. Or you can always email us at 316podcasts at gmail.com. I'm Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Thanks for watching 316 Podcasts. Thanks guys.